You're listening to the Party Girl Podcast with Chelsea Curtis, episode 54. All right. I'm so excited to have Sarah Wells here in my house. We're recording um, a fun episode of just her story. She actually just graduated from the Party Planner Academy and finished the 28-day challenge. I am so excited. And thank you so much. Like, It's kind of funny because I was thinking as we got started recording this, I'm like, how do I share that? I like, how do I share how I know you? Because I actually only know you because you enrolled in my course. But um, I think a, a different student actually referred you. Do you want to share a little bit about how that happened and went down? Yeah. So my friend Carly told me about your course last year. Um, and she's like, you need to join this course. You need to take this course. It's going to be amazing. And I didn't do it. (laughs) I was like, wait, but you did. You waited. Okay. You waited. I just had a baby. I was like trying to keep swimming Mm -hmm. up through baby, toddler and teenagers. Yes. Okay. Um, and then I wanted, I saw in the Facebook group that you have going, I kept seeing it and I'm like, I want to take her class. And you did your webinar. Okay. And I immediately went and bought the class. Oh my gosh. That's so awesome. Okay. That's so funny. Like it comes full circle. Um, I'm actually doing uh, another webinar. I'm like trying to just get more and more of them done. So that's like, I'm like, that's good to hear. It worked. It It worked. And here you are. I'm here. And here you are. Okay. So tell me a little bit about your backstory. Like just Yeah. Like tell me, tell, let's hear about you. Okay. So nine years ago, I was in the middle of a divorce. I was devastated. I, I had this plan for my life. I didn't want to end up divorced. I didn't want my family to be broken, but that's where I was. Everything was just crumbling around me. And I remember getting a late night phone call that completely crushed my soul, made me rethink everything in life and realized everything was changing. I had two small kids at home and how old were your kids? Uh, Courtney, my oldest was seven because she's going to be 16 next week. Oh my gosh. I know. And my son was four. Okay. So little kids, little kids. Okay. Yeah. Um, I realized that I was all alone. I was packing pillows up around me. So I wasn't feeling like I was sleeping by myself anymore. I was trying to figure out my plans for life and figuring out how I was going to support these two little people. Uh, this is a really hard story to tell. Yeah. (laughs) And I decided, well, I had to get a job. And so I was searching in Washington. I'm in Washington at this time. There's Craigslist. There's not KSL like we have here in Utah. So I'm looking on Craigslist for any job because I I wasn't a college graduate. I had been a stay-at-home mom for the past seven years. I That was my specialty. Mm-hmm. And I was pretty much, I was qualified for fast food at that point. That's what I thought I was qualified for, this minimum wage job that most 16 year olds have. And I found it, I found an ad on Craigslist for an office manager. Oh my my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So then an office manager, like 
where was this office? Like what kind of work was it? It was, I was going to be the office manager of an insurance agency. Okay. So I was going to be answering phones and transferring phone calls and greeting people as they walked in. Mindless, busy work. So Mm -hmm. I would drop my kids off at daycare or peel them off of my body when I dropped them off crying um, and drive the 20 minute drive sobbing and work all day where it was mindless work. So I thought about being home with my kids and wishing I was home with my kids rather than paying somebody else to spend time with my kids. Um, I worked really hard and I became licensed in insurance within about a year and I, so I just have to ask, like, yeah, I have had, um, a really good friend of mine who got divorced and, um, like her, the support, like the child support, like really helped at all. Like it doesn't sound like you had I didn't, that. I didn't have child support going through the divorce. I was actually completely cut off of any financial help. How does that work? Like when you have kids together? Exactly. It was. Oh my gosh. I'm just like my, I honestly, I'm just like my stomach's in knots right now. I'm just. Yeah, it was a power trip. It was a total power trip for my kid's dad and his way of controlling that environment. I just don't even know, like, are the laws that different in Seattle? Like, how did that even fly? Because we were going through the divorce. Oh, like it wasn't finalized? Mm-hmm. Okay. So it was like, we're going to drag this out and make it as long as possible. Yes. Okay. Um, that's horrible. Yeah. I'm so sorry that you had to go through that. Thanks. Me oh too. Oh. Okay, so you get this job working front desk, and then in a year, you become a licensed insurance agent. Is that pretty fast? Um, Is that typical? That's slow. Oh, okay. I I was was slow. I actually failed my first exam Okay, when I had to take it. Uh, I was so in the middle emotionally of getting divorced. Of course, of course. I didn't retain everything that I was studying, and I actually learned as I was going through the process, you can – do an online course. And a lot of people are really successful with that. I wasn't being successful with that. I needed those real world experiences that weren't given or offered in that course. Mm-hmm. I So I found a place that I could go in person and learn for a whole week. That's all I did. Eight hours a day for a whole week is go to class and talk it through with people. And it was so fortuitous that mm-hmm. I actually got to go to this class I sat next to a man. Um, his name is Aaron, and he's really tall. I'm really short. I'm five two, and he's six seven. So I sat next to this really tall guy, and I'm talking to him, and he's about to buy his insurance agency. Hmm. And I so, but he was buying it in Utah. Oh, and okay, so and you're still in Seattle. Okay, I'm, I'm in like, Seattle. Huh. We're living in Seattle. He's from Seattle. And he's buying a agent an agency in Utah. And so we just became friends. And time goes on and time goes on. Five years ago, no, six years ago, he messaged me and asked me to come run his agency. So then did you just move for that job? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. The which, cost of living which, in okay, Utah. Whoa, whoa. So was your divorce final at this point? Um, yes, but when I met Aaron, yes. Aaron okay. is married, has five so kids. So then was it hard to like move your kids to another state? It took – so after this class, it was four years before I moved here 
Okay. So he and I talked and would transfer customers to and from each other if we needed to. Okay. So you kept in touch and then Uh you you moved and then had like this opportunity kind of waiting. Yes. Like if you ever wind up in Utah, you have a job kind of a thing, the door's always open. It was always open. And then one day he says, I need you to come work for me. And you're like, okay. I said, okay. (laughs) And I did. Okay. Yeah. So you moved to Utah and like you find a place, you start working and you're you're killing it with insurance. Like how do you transition from this rock star insurance agent to someone who's wanting to take something like the party planner academy? I'm like, <laughs> where does this all weave together? I got remarried. Okay. How soon um, after you moved to Utah did that happen? A year. Okay. So did you know him before you met here? Scott and I met each other a few months before I moved here online. Okay, fun. Yeah. And so we had met a couple of times and I moved here and we dated for that whole year and we got married and we had two babies. Oh my gosh, how fun. We had our first daughter three weeks shy of our first anniversary. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, so how long and you've been married for how long now? Four and a half years. Oh fun. Congratulations. Thank you. That's so fun. Um, hopefully it's been a good experience, Cisco. Yes. You're like, Scott's amazing. He is incredible. I haven't met him yet, but he's like, from what I've heard, he sounds amazing. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. I have to cough so bad. <laughs> <coughs> my gosh, I was holding that in. We're not even going to edit that out. We're keeping it in. <laughs> oh, good. Keeping it real. Oh my gosh. There's like a, something in my throat. Okay. So tell me, I need to hear more, um, about like this. You get married, um, the love of your life, super encouraging partner and spouse. Like what happens yeah. next? I stopped working full-time. Okay. I Thank you so much. have this little baby who was so needy and required so much time. I could not even – and I told myself I would never put my kids back in daycare to work. It was so heartbreaking and crushing and my soul – Especially if you felt like being a mom was your jam. Like you yeah. loved being a mom and you felt like you were really good at it. Yeah. And I can, like, I, I, yeah, I mean, I struggle with motherhood, but people that enjoy it, I'm like, it's probably how they feel about work, like, or how I feel about work, about mothering is like, it's like the most fulfilling, like wonderful thing for them. When I had Claire, I, I have struggled since I had Claire and she's three and a half and I have struggled every day. Okay. So struggled with motherhood? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I haven't enjoyed it. You know, I wonder sometimes like, is it the child, the personality, because the the hormonal changes and like my day to day, like how I feel about changing diapers and whatever. Like I enjoy it with my little son. It's the weirdest thing. Like who yeah. would enjoy that? But I find fulfillment in it. I think it is. And I wonder if it's just like the personality, if the kids are easy and um, if they're, they work well together with you. Because mm-hmm. really essentially, like I'm going on a tangent now, but when you have a baby, you're like bringing a stranger into your world and they have their own yeah. personality and their own little quirks and their own little yep. thoughts. And, like, my daughter, I swear to you, from three months old and on, like, she was her same – like, if she didn't want to do something, she was not going to do it. And that's Claire. And I'm like, you're three months old. This is why there's a (laughs) six-year gap. Continue. (laughs) I wasn't – I didn't enjoy being Claire's mom. Like, I can – I still struggle being Claire's mom. Okay. She is a spitfire, and she's wonderful, and she's great. I struggle. Mm -hmm. Hardcore. Hardcore. Um, So I wasn't working – Scott wanted to have another baby. Hmm. 
<laughs> You're like, if this is the kind of baby you make, no. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. There have been times I have said, you know, there are different dads. What's the variable here? Yes. <laughs> he, oh, is he a good sport about that? That's funny. He is really okay. good. Um, but what's funny is, is he really wanted a baby. He wanted another child. He wanted a boy. Let's let's get this clear. He wanted a boy. Okay. No pressure. Right? <laughs> You're like, what if it's not a boy? Right. Oh, um, man. And he goes, he texted me one day and he goes, if we had $5,000 to go on a trip, where would you go? What, were you thinking anything like, I'm, I think it's because of how the story's building. I'm like, what do you want? Like, <laughs> is there a contingency here? Were you thinking that or you were like, yes. Oh, okay. I was like, yes. Uh, so you knew this was like a thing. Yeah. He's like planning like, if I could get you in the perfect scenario where you're totally <laughs> relaxed and happy. Yes. So where did you say that was? He and he threw out two. Uh, he goes, "These are the two ideas I've come up with: a cruise or Paris." Oh my gosh, you chose Paris, right? Yes. Oh, <laughs> why would I oh go on a gosh. cruise if I can go to Paris? I know. I'm like, come on. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What he hadn't known is that I had stopped any form of birth control. Oh, the six weeks before we went on the trip. Okay. We came home with Oliver. Oh my gosh, that's so fun! <laughs> and so you—he didn't know you that you had done that, though. So that no. was kind of like, okay, oh, yeah. We came <laughs> home with a stowaway. I guess like, it's it's all part of the plan. Was he so thrilled? Oh my gosh! And then when he found out it was a little boy, was he like, oh? I can't even tell you what he said because it's not oh. appropriate for the podcast. <laughs> that's so sweet, though. I think there is something about dads and little boys. Like I, with my second pregnancy, obviously we have a little boy and I was, I was convinced it was going to be a girl. Were you like that? You're like, it's going to be a girl. I knew he was a boy. Oh, you knew. That's so funny. I'm not intuitive with my pregnancies or my children. Apparently I was like, <laughs> it's going to be a girl. I can tell it feels the exact same as Jade. And when every time we went in, they're like, Oh nope, it's a boy. There's, there's the, the penis right there. I'm like, it's a girl that there. No. Okay. You said penis. So now I can tell you what Scott said. Okay. Tom. He goes, <laughs> I've never been so excited to see someone else's penis. <laughs> Yeah, penis is like an anatomy. It's not really that. <laughs> I know. I actually, yeah, I'm like, that's funny. That's hilarious. You're like, oh. I know. Uh -huh. It's really funny to be pregnant, though. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's so exciting. So you yeah. have your little boy. And is he like Claire? No, he's good. Okay. He's so good. Sometimes he's naughty, but he's so good. I'm still in, like, the absorption of, like, you can do no wrong. Yes. You know, a little sweet six-month-old. Like, you're, yes. pulling, you're pulling mommy's hair. Oh, don't pull mommy's hair. Yeah. You know, with my daughter, I'm like, ah, why are you, what is wrong with you? Right. Why are you pulling my hair crazy person? It's yes. so funny how I'm like, the age thing. So, something clicks, like, at a certain age where you're like. Right. Yeah, it's not cute anymore. <laughs> that that ended. Yeah. Ship it's, sailed. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Okay. You have Oliver. Yeah. Then. I'm bored. Ah. I felt not so are fulfilled. You, well, you're, you're still working as an insurance agent, but how many weeks, weeks, I how many days a week are you doing? I'm so part-time. Okay. I work from home is it when same, I want to. Is it the same uh, boss? Same boss. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's so cool. So he yeah. never sold the agency. He kept it the whole time. He actually bought a second agency. Wow. And so you're like managed, helping just to facilitate and run all that jazz. That's awesome. Yes. Very cool. And- I work from home. Sometimes I go in the office if they need somebody in the office, but that's it. Huh. That's so nice. What a sweet gig. Really, like really awesome. I'm super Okay, blessed. so you're bored. So then you 
When was this timeline? This was, so Oliver was born in <laughs> April of last year. It was the beginning of August mm-hmm. last year. You guys seeing this right now? This is my daughter. <laughs> you better get back up into bed right now. Hurry. Go back to bed, please. Thanks. I was going to edit this, but we're keeping it real. We are keeping it real. Okay, go up to bed. I love you. Good night. It's like Nick would know better than to walk across. Go on. Okay. <laughs> what was I saying? You were saying that the insurance agency, you can work whenever you want. Yeah. So, so you, if, you're bored. You can work as much as you want. You work as little as you want. Right. But you are. And my focus was having two little people and two teenagers at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like that's my reality. Teenagers and toddlers. What's the gap between Claire and then the next oldest? 10 years. Oh, wow. Okay. So there's yeah. like. Teenagers and toddlers. Yeah. Okay. The tantrums are the same over different subjects. That's like a tagline. You should cross this out on a pillow. I want to. Sell it like, all day long. <laughs> People would buy it because. They would. I would buy it. I'm like, oh, yeah, so true. Teenagers are rough. But for yeah. some reason, I actually think I'm going to be a better parent of teens than toddlers. I Yeah. I'm a better parent to my teens. Yeah. I feel like I would just be able to be like, well. They reason. We can, yeah, we can negotiate this down instead of tantrums. Like, I can't do tantrums. No. Oh, no. okay. So then where did you think of like, I want to be a blogger? Instead of like, I'm going to quilt or like, <laughs> I don't know. what Because I can't sew <laughs> okay. with kids. I have a naughty Claire. Oh like, <clears throat> I can't okay, do anything. But on quilting, sorry, another tangent. So when I, I got when I got married, my cute mother-in-law is up in Idaho. And she's like, so for the Idaho reception, is there like a quilt you've made that you'd like to display? I'm like, a quilt I've made? Like, I'm from Southern California. We buy quilts. Like, what do you mean made? <laughs> you could have bought one and passed it off as your own. That's so weird. I'm like, here it is. And it has this tag on it. <laughs> no, that's so weird. So I thought it was so weird. I'm like, a quilt. So like, I went back to my son. I'm like, should I have, did I need to make a quilt? Like, what does this mean? Am I not fit to be married? Is this like the thing? Like, I present you with our quilt. I'm like, I have other skills. I don't quilt. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So I just think that's so funny. I'm like. So I just <clears> wanted <throat> something I could do just for myself. Okay. That didn't include anybody else's brain or say or anything. So I started a blog. I love it. And what was your aspirations? Like, were you just like, this is just going to be my little thing? Or were you in the back of your mind somewhere like, I want to make this a business somehow, I some way. wanted to make it a business. Oh, From let's high five the that. beginning. Yes. Okay. I feel like there's very few people that are like that. Like when I started my blog, I knew it was going to take some time to figure out but from the very first, I was like strategically thinking, how do I make money at this? I remember writing down all of my blog topic ideas and I had 75 blog topic Whoa. ideas. Like I wrote them. I still have the notebook because I keep amazing. all my notebooks. That's amazing. How long have you had your blog? It. I think the first post was August 5th of last year. What? So not yeah. even six months? Or I guess it, it's, it's almost be- a year. It's almost a year yeah. now because we're in July. Sorry. I'm like – Stuck in April, apparently. It's fine. <laughs> Whatever. It's the hormones in the kids. Um, okay, so almost a year? Yeah. That's amazing. I know. That's amazing. Actually, amazing. Okay. So, so I thought it was going to be this blog where I shared, like, things I loved on Amazon, beauty products that I tried, and I was trying a whole bunch of beauty products and hair stuff and writing about it. And sometimes there was a recipe. Sometimes there was, um, like – a random decor post, you mm-hmm. know, just all of these hodgepodge of ideas. But I was trying to like find what I wanted to zone in on, mm-hmm. hone in on, whatever you want to call it. I wanted my thing. Yeah. 
That's so funny. We have very similar like beginning stories. I just, all I knew about blogging was like bloggers or this and that. And I think when you're starting out, yeah, you kind of just like share all the things you like until you mm-hmm. realize that your audience suddenly is like, oh wait, you did this? Like, we like it. Likes, 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 hearts, hearts, uh-huh. hearts. Like that part in Wreck-It Ralph when they're like, yes, them all the hearts. <laughs> yeah. Like that you was, have that moment. I it's just like, was watching that before I came over here to they, do this. They perfectly describe that. Like, and then how he's like, give me all the hearts. Like that's yes. totally me. I'm like, ah. Yes. But it's so true. Like when you finally find your thing uh-huh. and people like, like that thing. So what was the thing that you were like, oh my gosh, people like want more of this from me. I actually asked everybody. Oh, re- like of all the things, okay. what did they say? Home decor. No way. They loved my home decor You're posts. You're like, okay. I, I'm like, that's my jam. I love. Well, I love it. Yeah, that's I so love decorating my house for all of the holidays, all of the little things, and people really liked it. I have this three-tiered stand that I change out for every holiday. Oh, my gosh. And cute. I always post about it, and it gets the most likes. It gets the most I attention. I love that. Yes. I love that. That's so fun. So, um, okay. So then let's, now we're kind of meeting it like when you took my course ish. Yes. So did you already know that home decor was your thing before you took the course? Um, it was about the same time frame because I was trying to see what my audience was enjoying Mm -hmm. because I felt like I was throwing out so much stuff. I wasn't, I wasn't specific enough. I kind of had an idea for certain like monthly posts to do, Okay, but they weren't resounding with anybody. Okay. It was, eh, crickets. Hmm. So, so then what kind of changed for you? I I think it was when I, I started participating more in your group and I thought, that's what I really want to do. Because I know I've told my husband, Scott, several times, if I could just plan events, be an event planner, mm-hmm. I would love that because I would make pretty things and decorate things and they could be pink and you wouldn't complain about them. And the creative outlet and actually (laughs) decorating, unless you are like decorating other people's homes, you kind of run out of space and there's not, like I find that I only have so much I can do with decorating before I'm like redoing rooms or like, you know, trying to make those types of shifts. And it's, it's hard to figure out and I need what to do, but parties. It's like you can do an event for someone else, for yourself, for a holiday. Like it goes hand in hand with that uh-huh. same thing. That's so fun. It's and so, so fun. that's when I started thinking, okay, this is what I can do. I can – I like planning parties. Mm-hmm. I love having people over. When I was an army wife, I would host generals at my home. Really? Yeah. I mean, I would get last minute notice. Okay. So, so for people who aren't in the army space, what are generals? What does that mean? Like you mean like the, the highest, person, like yeah. the highest rank, like come to your house for a dinner party? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, I remember one time I, I was at home. I had two kids at this point. Um, Oliver or my son, Alex was four months old. My daughter is almost three. And I get a phone call that says, hey, I am bringing everybody over for dinner tonight. I have ordered food in. Tonight, meaning like in two hours, in one hour? In 45 minutes. I'm like, <laughs> do you no. want to know what I did? What did you do? Everything went in my bathtub. No way. I love it. Yep. Oh, you know my house? Even the dirty dishes. That's amazing. My mom, it was our double ovens. Uh-huh. It was like if things were messy, she starts shoving stuff in the ovens. Yep. <laughs> and you just pull that shower curtain closed, they're not going in that bathroom because yeah. they're going to use your powder bathroom. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh-huh. You're like, oh, all like, the toys. I love this tip, actually. I love this tip. Yeah. I have like different areas on each, like we have a mm-hmm. basement. And so depending on which level I'm in, I'm like, ooh. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's what I do. 
I need. I think I need to do an episode about like my hoarding. <laughs> Your catch-all rooms because. on each level. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Um, yeah. And did it? How did it go? Did it? Like- oh, it was amazing because we always had you know our serving tableware, and I could just set the table really quick. What and- did you serve in forty-five minutes? Oh, he ordered food. Oh, okay. I was like from the officers' club. Okay, they brought it. To so my you house. just had to like. I, oh, perfect. You know what I did as I took it all out of the containers and I put it in my server. Yeah. So they you're thought like, I made all this food. Yeah. You're like, welcome. I yeah. just whipped this up. That's yep. amazing. Set my kids to the neighbors. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay. So the reason that I have you on this podcast is I was asking you, I'm like, okay, so for, did we talk about that? You're, yeah, you're an insurance yeah, agent. And that. Um, I love talking about war stories. Like tell me about the biggest disasters the things that you should never have come back from, the things that make make you cringe when you think about reliving it, that you have gone through, um, that kind of will inspire the listeners to know that, like, literally, there's still hope. Like, you can go through hard things. Okay. So my most recent war story, this is a plug for life insurance. Get life insurance. <laughs> You're like, just so you know. Okay. I have this incredibly wonderful, wonderful client. And- her husband passed away this year. How old was she? Uh, um, they are younger than my parents. They were born. So are you, so you just said this, they're in this the, the moral of the story is 50s. get life insurance. Did he not have life insurance at 50 years old? He had life insurance, but it wasn't enough. He had a hundred thousand oh, dollars in life insurance. What? Okay. And she's been a stay at home mom, stay at home grandma. Like she doesn't work. Yeah. And he passed away. She wasn't even home when he passed away. Oh my! She gosh. was with the grand, like taking care of grandkids. Oh my! Gosh. While mom and dad, their mom and, and dad were on the vacation. The thing that's crazy is like, do they just write out a check or do they make it like lump payments over time? They'll write out a check, so you just get it as a lump sum. Yep. So that's the thing is like a hundred thousand dollars sounds like a lot of money, it but does. then you think about living the rest of your life on that. On that, that's yeah. like what some people live off of in a year. And then if you divide that into two $50,000 years, two years, well, that's living, you know, not, and, not very comfortably. And if you no. have to divide that into – I mean, she's obviously going to live longer than the Yeah, next, they're in their 50s. Yeah, they're good. They, she's got at least 30 years left of life. Yeah. And she has no other – I mean, oh my right. gosh, I'm just like crunching so, the numbers well, right now. But, like, but let me put it in a little bit more perspective is they have a really big home in a really nice area. That's worth millions. Was it not paid off? No. So she still has a mortgage. Yep. They have hundreds of thousands of dollars of jewelry. Like this is the lifestyle they have. Is she? And how, the thing I don't understand is it sounds like he was doing clearly more than a hundred thousand dollars. Really? So why on earth would somebody skimp on that if they knew that their lifestyle, you know what I mean? It seems like. Right. It seems like the wrong place to cut costs. It's the complete wrong place to cut a cost. Because what's the difference? I mean, obviously, like, this isn't a quote, but what's the difference between, like, a million-dollar policy and $100,000, like, the monthly on somebody who's 50? Well, and see, and that depends okay. on what type of policy it is, how old you are when you buy it. So the younger you are, I can't imagine, the though, it would be more than, like, $100 a month, if that. Right. That's what I mean is right. it's, like, such a small sacrifice, and now she – I, I don't even know, like, and I don't know how much you can get into it, but I'm like, so now she has to sell her house, all of her things, her cars. Like, she's going to be downsizing her yeah. lifestyle like crazy. And they have really nice cars. You know, there's Cadillacs. But that's not, the, that's not the retirement plan or the the plan that you'd want is to have to have to do that. 
No. And you're not going to ever get what you paid for it. No. Like if you are buying a new car and you have to go and sell it you because you need the cash. You can't sell your $27,000 diamond tennis bracelet for $27,000 Yeah, exactly. Right so I'm no. like, oh my gosh. Oh, so yeah. then, so then how, I mean, how did you come back from that? How did she come back from that? What did you do? We're still trying to work it all out and figure out where we can save her money. And she's trying to figure out what she needs to hold on to in her life to be able to support her life. So then in that case, do you like hook her up with some sort of like a financial yeah. planner? Yeah. Yep. Okay. All of those things. A, a mortgage broker who can help her redo her mortgage so that it helps her and it's more beneficial to her. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So for, um, uh, I, I'm 33, I'm a woman, like what do you recommend for, I mean, obviously it's going to depend on like how much money I'm bringing in and what my financial situation is like, but what's like a healthy starting place for someone who has no concept that they even needed life insurance? $100,000 for a, a family with, you know, that's a good starting spot. It gets you in the habit of paying mm-hmm. for that policy. And it would cover what? Like funeral expenses? I didn't even think about that. Like the funeral oh, yeah. expenses? Probably you, eat yep, up. How much lot. are funerals? I don't even know. Maybe 40000 Oh, okay. So then, yeah. If in- So then she has $60,000. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I'm like, oh, this is like making me hyperventilate. Yeah. Okay. So, so like I myself have over, I have $2 million on myself and my husband has five Mm -hmm. because if he dies, I don't want to go back to work. Yeah. You want to be set. Because you're not going to go to work the day Mm -hmm. after your spouse passes away. No. But no, of course not. You're going to be grieving. And the thing is you might be reckless because you're so emotional and not like, well, yep. And I know so many people that they do, you know, a lot of different things. Like they do nothing or they go crazy. Mm -hmm. And it's like you just need to be able to protect yourself. Right. And that's what it is. You're protecting your family from Mm -hmm. being financially destroyed, emotionally destroyed, and to give them that time to grieve. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, I – yeah, I'm like this is – this is a heavy conversation, but one that needs to be had. Yes. So – Tell, let's tell everybody like how to get in touch with you. Um, where can we find you, follow you, learn more about you? So you can find me on Instagram at the strawberry nest, all one word and on Facebook under the strawberry nest as well. Perfect. Okay. I'll make sure to add that link in the show notes. Thank you for being here. You're welcome. This was so much fun and just really insightful. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. And we'll catch you in the next episode.